Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And this morning, this morning I woke up with this topic glaring at me through the computer screen. It was really quite obvious, this message from the universe. I heard and saw the same theme coming through into three distinctly different and separate ways. So I'll explain to you first. I open up Facebook and I see this post in my newsfeed from a distant friend that I rarely engage with. So I, I don't normally see his posts, you know, with the algorithms on Facebook, you know, you, you usually see the people that you engage with most. But here his post pops up and it says, it is easy to see the future. What is hard is seeing the present path to get there. And I read the post and I kind of questioned and I went, hmm, is it really hard seeing the present path or is it just a different kind of navigation now? So I had this moment of contemplation. I sat there with the post and I thought, hmm, okay, this is interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to chew on this today. And I, I scrolled up past that post and the very next, immediately following this post, the very next post in the newsfeed was this GIF, you know, those images, those moving images that repeat over and over again called a GIF, G-I-F. Well, this one was a woman diving into a cosmic abyss nowhere to land, no form or structure to support her. It was just this lone woman out in the starry skyscape. Um, and she literally jumps up and does this perfect swan dive in the starry sky. It was, it was gorgeous. She jumps and she goes through this portal and disappears among the stars. And then it, it repeats itself. Of course, because it's a GIF. So I'm like, oh my God, that's gorgeous. Not thinking about this theme that's emerging, but I literally share that in my daily dose of soul care. I'm like, oh, this is a beautiful image. I'm going to just share. I share to the daily dose of soul care. And then I, I get off of Facebook altogether and I begin clearing my desktop on my computer. It was full of documents I had open and web pages from yesterday. And at one point I had clicked on a friend's blog. I thought I'm going to read this blog, but I never did. So as I'm cleaning the desktop, there it is. The title was, are you using your personal GPS? And so I read it. I read the blog. And again, it was about navigating life in a different way way. So the message became quite clear. And it reminded me of another funny but harrowing story. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to share that story with you in just a minute and I'm also going to answer some of your questions today, but first let me introduce this topic because all of this will weave together and hopefully make sense by the end of our hour together. The world is changing and there's no turning back. The 
impulse of creation is inviting us to co-create revolutionary change in our world, also in our community, in our lives, in our home, in our relationships, and even in our careers. All this change begins with you and a shift in consciousness from the illusion of separation to your realized inherent wholeness. Your deepest innate wisdom is calling you forward to reimagine everything, and I mean everything, and to evolve consciously. Your precious future self is asking you to remember your inherent holiness and the embodied wholeness that is your birthright. So... This theme, navigating liminal space, are you prepared to let go of what was and to wholly step through the unknowing threshold of conscious change? Are you ready to navigate this liminal space in a different kind of way, not the way you've always walked through life, not the way you've always even navigated your own intuition up till now? Well, if you're ready, you're not alone and you don't have to navigate the shift by yourself. I promise. Yet this shift begins with aligning with the designing intelligence, the divine wisdom and the natural laws of nature. Today, we're going to talk about listening to that still small voice of creative source and understanding how this voice, this designing intelligence, like I talked about, is really leading this radical whole systems change. It really is this source. So how do we tune into this? And really, how do we lead this change that's not only our individual change, but a cultural and planetary health and healing transition that's happening right now. You can do this. We can do it together. I've got your back. The impulse of creation has your back and the universe has your back. One of my friends always used to say the universe has your back. I love that saying. There's a whole new world waiting to receive a whole new you on the other side. So to summarize this and bring this into the present moment, I'm going to go back to those three signs from this morning. Now is the time to navigate that path, that path in the present that may be hard to see, to use your new personally upgraded GPS system, and to jump into that cosmic abyss of unknowing, trusting you'll land on your feet. I have a story about that too, landing on your feet. Wait, I can't wait to share. So I invite you to take a few deep breaths. Bring your awareness into this moment. Open your heart and your mind and settle into your essential wholeness. You've got me today doing a solo show. My first ever solo show, my friends. Oh, I'm kind of nervous. I've never done this before, but you friends have asked me often to do a solo show. I have one person in particular who has reminded me 
many times that she's ready to hear my voice and wants to tune into my show. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of nervous about it. But my producer, Remy, whom I love and adore, the owner of the network, Brent, who I love and adore, they both have encouraged me to do a solo show. So here you have it. This show marks a very special occasion. It's you and me doing this very first solo show. And I know I can talk a lot. I, I talk all the time. I teach all the time. I can stand up in front of people and just start opening my mouth. And so I obviously have a gift of storytelling, a gift of gab, and, and hopefully it will all weave together into some meaningful time for you today that you'd go, yeah, I got a few new tools. I got a shift in my perspective. I'm, I'm ready to rock this liminal space now. I can navigate. I can do this. So I have a list of some questions I've received, and we're going to muse into this topic, answering some of your questions, but also just musing into what presented this morning as I opened my computer. So welcome to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. So I want to share a story with you first, the first one that I mentioned I have lots of stories I want to share with you, but in the summer of 2017, I was in Colorado and I was visiting my sister and brother-in-law in Lakewood. We were preparing to go up to Winter Park with the whole family. And I went early and picked up my daughter at the airport. And so I picked up my daughter and we're there at my sister's and we're hanging out. She wanted to see her cousins. And we knew we needed to get up to Winter Park. And, and I never thought about the traffic. And my brother-in-law said, well, you know, pay attention to the time. You'll want to get there before such and such time with the um, heavy traffic. Avoid this time. Avoid that time. And, you know, it's rush hour. And so we planned to leave and my daughter was not done visiting. We were waiting for another cousin to arrive and, and time got carried away with us. So. We leave, we get into my little car. I have this little hybrid that's very, um, I love my car. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I love my car, but um, it works great on the traffic, but not so sure about other pathways when we're wandering away. There's a clue for you. So we put in Winter Park in the GPS and it gives us an alternative route. It wouldn't even give us the route that I had planned to go earlier in the day. And we look at it and we're like, okay, it goes through here and it goes through there. Okay, it looks good. And a few minutes had passed and I, I put it back in the GPS and looked again and yes, there's an alternative route. So we're trusting the device. We're trusting the GPS on my phone. It's maps. And um, we get in the car and my, my daughter wants to drive. So she begins doing the navigating, following the GPS, and we begin driving from Denver to Winter Park. Well, we take one turn, we take another turn. We're off the main highway. I knew where we were supposed to go because I've been there before and it takes us another route. And I, so I checked the GPS and it said, heavy traffic ahead, take alternative route. So we're like, okay, well, my brother-in-law warned me with 
you know, it was Friday, there was traffic leaving the city. It was, yeah, you know. So we began taking the alternative route and we're kind of like not feeling good about this path. We're not feeling good about the little windy road through the trees. And it looked like on the map, it looked like it's just this shortcut that goes between where we were to this highway that we needed to get on to go west into the mountains. So we're like, okay, I, you know, we can see where we're at. So we're on this road. It's windy. It's whatever. We continue ignoring the signs and both of our gut is like, you know, this doesn't feel right. And it takes us, we turn west and we're heading up a mountain around a curvy place again on a road, not the main highway. Okay, so by now, we didn't trust our gut. Our gut was telling us this wasn't okay. We turn around, we go down the hill, we put in the GPS, we get the other phone, we put in the GPS, and both of our phones are pointing back saying, this is the way you have to go. So we go back up that mountain again. Like, it's it's a pretty well-traveled road, but we get to this place, and it sends us on a very small road. Let me just say that, a very small road. So we're we're not trusting the device. We're not trusting what the world is telling us to do in this the the world of technology anyway with the GPS and we're ignoring our intuition. To make this long story short, it was a really long story. Literally we get to this fork in the road. The roads are now not all paved. It looks goofy. Thank goodness it was during the daylight. And my daughter's like, I'll just, well, I'll just go down this road. I'm like, no, let's don't go down that road. And she's like, well, that's, let's just go down that road. We end up getting high centered in my little hybrid. Seriously, we're high centered. We're like stuck on this road. We are not where we need to be. With the help of neighbors and friends. This guy literally helps us get unstuck. I'm not going to, I'm going to spare you all the details and literally drives the car out of that spot for us while another neighbor comes and we walk down the hill and she says, I'm going to come around with my car and I'm going to, I'm going to drive you out. Um, you just follow me. And you'll be right on that road, right where you thought you were going to be. So thank goodness for friendly, caring, compassionate people in the world. Literally, the guy gets us unstuck, drives the car. The woman, we are following the car. That's how we're like, we're walking down this little mountainside. She meets us there and leads us out of these windy trailways. And the guy says, oh, yeah, you're not the first to get stuck here. And we're like, what? Seriously, we're not the same. She goes, he goes, no, all of our neighbors and us have literally written in and called Google many, 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 many times telling them this is not a shortcut. Don't take this pathway. And they people still will get this shortcut off Google and end up lost here and it, it it like blew us away like seriously 
you've tried to tell Google we're not the first ones and this is a shortcut that they recommend. Okay, so the point of this being, oh my goodness, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done that before. Have you ever ignored your intuition? Have you ever totally trusted authorities who tell you this is the pathway, this is the way to go, this is the way to do it, and it's just not working. So from that post that I mentioned earlier today where it said, um, where was that? It's easy to see the future. What is hard is seeing the present path to get there. It's almost as if now with these shifts in consciousness, with us navigating in this new multidimensional way of being and existing, that quite literally the old way of doing it doesn't work. It breaks down. It, it's challenging. It literally, it literally can lead us astray and get us stuck. So what is hard is not necessarily seeing the present path to get there, seeing the future, seeing the present path. It's that that present path is pretty liminal. It's like the pathway is right in front of you. You have to look at your feet. You're not going to see the trail. And if you try to tune into your old ways of doing it, those old sources, those trusted sources like GPS, like Google Maps, sometimes it's going to take you astray. So this liminal space does look different. This liminal space is about my friend's blog where she wrote, trusting your own internal GPS, your personal GPS. We ignored our signs. We didn't trust. And literally, there were signs on the road that told us, don't go here. Like we're literally following and we're saying no at the same time that we're doing it. It was, it was literally crazy. But I do have a, another story. When I, I told you about landing on your feet, literally, this is, a, this is a story when I was in seventh grade, and this is how I learned to navigate through life, is trusting a different kind of guidance, a, the source that I mentioned in our intro. When I was in seventh grade, I had already had a... Um, pretty well-developed relationship with higher guidance. I had a near-death experience when I was a young girl. I began communicating, communing with this source and kind of walking in both worlds from there. Well, in seventh grade, in the spring, it was April 2nd, I think. It was April. I'll just say that. I got to, the date isn't that important. April of my seventh grade year. And, um, I go to bed that night. We were doing some remodeling on the house that I lived in. And my room where I was sleeping was right outside the living room behind some old sliding wooden doors. You know, those big heavy doors that slide open and there's wood. And um, I'm awakened 
in the middle of the night was screaming and yelling. And I hear that we're to open a window and jump out. There was a fire in the house. So I was pretty delirious, groggy, sleepy, and I'm hearing these voices yelling and I'm not really understanding what's going on in my sleep. And I kind of open those doors and the fire's right there and the heat comes through the doors and the, the fire and the smoke comes in that in the doors. I shut them really fast. I, I literally singed my eyelashes, singed my eyebrows, singed my hair and thought, oh, geez, woke me up really fast. My sister had opened another door, broke out the screen and she helped my younger sister get out that window. We were sitting up pretty high. I need to drive by that old house and see how high off the road it was. But we were sitting up pretty high on a taller foundation. And there's this window. And in the middle of the night, I literally jumped like that swan dive that I mentioned in the intro that that's this beautiful woman doing a swan dive into the abyss of nowhere. I literally jump head first in a swan dive out the window. What was I thinking? I have no idea what I was thinking. I just jumped like I jumped off the diving boards all summer long. I literally jumped head first. And at that moment, these big hands of light just picked me up and set me down in the yard over by my sisters. And there we were in the middle of the yard, looking around, knowing we had to run to the neighbor's house, call the fire department and help get my mom and her husband out of the basement. They were trapped. So again, another story. But what happened that night was that the guidance, that relationship with the other realm, whether that was an angel, whether that was God source, whether that was just uh, uh, out of the ordinary state of consciousness that happened during those moments didn't matter. I landed on my feet and I was safe and time stood still. And then there we were ready, safe, and we could go get help. So we called for help, get Long story short, everybody was okay. It was the middle of the night. It was like four in the morning. Everybody, everybody survived that fire. The house didn't and um, long story. So that's the kind of faith that the universe is asking us to step with. Now, that's the kind of trust that the universe is asking us to leap and to begin navigating liminal space. Sounds kind of crazy, right? Who jumps out of a window head first? Um, no one in their logical mind. But that's kind of the point. It's not about logic, rational thought of how do I get from A to B? It's not that anymore. And when we think about that future self and we see the, you know, it, it, it's easy to see the future, but it's hard to see the path that gets us there. There's a bunch of liminal space between it, but the path is right in front of us and it's not the direct, like connect the dot from A to B anymore. 
It's not about connect the dot to the future. We don't connect the dots to the future. But we look toward the we look toward that future. We look toward the unknowing future. We see perhaps where we're going and we begin to trust a whole new way of navigating. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to give you some navigation tools in this next half of the show. I'm going to answer some of your questions and we're going to try to get comfortable trusting this new way of being on the planet. We're going to try to get comfortable stepping out and letting the ground meet us with each step. So you're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. I'm Julie Kroll. Thanks for joining me today. We are musing into the new navigation for a world that wants to be born. And when we return, I promise you, I'll give you a few new tools. We'll be right back. When dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. Any daughter would do the same. But soon enough, he needed help doing more things. And it was up to me to be his personal shopper and financial manager too. And before I knew it, Dad moved in with me. So I became his cook, his personal assistant, his physical therapist, and even his nurse. When I started taking care of Dad, I didn't realize all the roles I'd have to play. But no matter what, I know I'm still his daughter. We understand the many roles you play. And to help, we created an online caregiving resource center. At aarp.org caregiving, you can find resources and connect with the caregiving community. Together, we can better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving to learn more. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. There's hundreds of fun and simple things you and your family can do to live a healthier lifestyle. Here's 20 of them. Eat less, eat slower, eat smarter, eat your fruits and veggies, stop eating before you're full, up your fiber, lower your calories, get off the bus early, do some gardening, do jumping jacks, take the stairs, take one, not two, take on a new sport, take a long walk home, walk instead of drive, bend, stretch, reach for the stars, climb the monkey bars, skip the fudge bars. (sighs) Search We Can online to find more ways you and your family can get healthy together. A message from the Ad Council, HHS, and NIH's We Can program. Hello, I'm Regina of Romancing Your Soul. Recently, on the way to the gym, a young man let me go ahead of him to get on the bus. A young woman gave up her seat for me. A teenager came to the rescue of an older man whose grocery bag tipped over. The bus driver made an unscheduled stop to let off a man with a walker. On the way home from the gym, I witnessed an older woman take the hand of a blind man to guide him and his dog to the right crosswalk. When we got caught in heavy traffic, a car intentionally stopped to let our bus in. A man wadded up a piece of paper he found on the sidewalk and threw it like a basketball at a trash can. He missed, walked over, picked it up, and put it into the trash. A young woman handing out pizza samples for a neighborhood restaurant walked over to a homeless man seated nearby and offered him a few slices. I am surrounded by good people doing good things. So are you. Each day, you and I can witness countless acts of caring and kindness by keeping our hearts open to notice. Blessings. Confessions of a Potentially Perfect Parent, brought to you by AdoptUsKids.org. 
I don't know how to talk like a parent. Don't make me come back there. You see what I mean? It's pretty awful. Try it again. Don't make me come back there. Now that's pretty good. That one kind of sounded like my dad. Weird. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to put up with you. Call 1-888-200-4005 or visit AdoptUsKids.org for more information. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt Us Kids in the Ad Council. Empower your life. Empower Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also, stay connected all week on my Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. I invite you to be a more conscious, courageous, and compassionate co-creator of this beautiful, healthy world we depend on. You can check out those opportunities. Come work with me one-on-one or in groups or join us at Good of the Whole. You can check out so many of those opportunities at juliecrawl.com. Again, that's juliecrawl.com. Okay, so, oh, oh, I told you some of my stories. I have one more story here because I want to share with you how things look different in navigating this unknown future, this new way of being on the planet. And you know, I talked about intuition and intuition does not lead us astray, but there's a different kind of tuning fork, perhaps, that we need to attune our intuition to. So that's kind of a different way of looking at our intuition, our guidance. You know, there's lots of different ways, signs, symbols, what have you, but I'm going to share with you how literally It's about attuning to a whole new frequency and what that really means. So that's the navigation tools. I want to share four navigation tools with you. And um, perhaps that will kind of open this to an aha kind of thing. So I I do have a, a story that is really fascinating. And a client of mine had asked me, a coaching client had said that, Literally, it feels like walking through dense fog right now. Like I don't know what steps to take next. I don't know what's going to work. She asked, uh, like everything's different. Nothing's working. Why do even the best of plans fail and fizzle? Why do the best of plans fail and fizzle? And she said, it just feels like dense fog. Well, I had a dense fog experience one time. I'm going to show this with you because it's important. Oh, wow. Probably two or three, probably two decades ago, I was at my office in a town that's 25 miles from home and working late at night, seeing clients and it became really, really foggy. And I left and I called my husband. I had him on the phone and I'm saying, it is so foggy. Literally, I can't see a few feet in front of me. It was such dense fog. And so I took the route I always take, which 
you know, I'm on a highway and then I'm on a shortcut. Look, you know, there's this theme going with me driving on shortcuts here. And then I'm back on a highway again and I go home. So it's like really a pretty straight drive with just two turns, like turn on this, this shortcut, turn on the highway again. So I'm driving and I'm talking to him and I'm on the one turn and literally I have to drive really, really, really slow. I can't see, but a hundred feet in front of me and I'm driving slow and I'm talking to him and he's like, you need to just hang up the phone and drive and drive careful. And I'm as I'm talking to him, I feel this whoosh happen like this, like the car moves up and down. And all of a sudden I am on a gravel road and my heart's pounding and I'm, I slow down. I'm like, where am I? And he's like, you need to get off the phone right now and just figure out where you are. And I'm like, I shouldn't be on a gravel road. I shouldn't be on the gravel road at all. Like I am so disoriented. I have no idea where I am in this moment. And he said, just be careful and drive. So I literally, I'm on this gravel road. I drive for a little bit. I'm like, okay, if I'm like, if I am at this turn and I went, I'll run into this road. I'm okay. I'm like trying to figure out where I'm at. And I literally can see some lights through the fog up ahead after several minutes. And so I head toward the lights because I thought, well, then I'll know where I'm at. And literally the dense fog is everywhere. I have no idea where I'm at. And finally, I get to a clearing where I can see a windmill. And that windmill was a landmark. I knew exactly where I was. And I was way off of my route. I was way off of my way home. But at least that landmark told me where I was so I could reposition myself. I was right next to the interstate. I knew right where I needed to go to get home and to follow all the signs. And literally, I, I could safely make my way home. But I had to stop and, listen, and just look for that one sign. Our intuition now in these times of rapid change is like that because the signs are changing just as fast as everything is moving. And so we're looking for some of those landmarks. But here's what I mean by attuning to a different frequency. When my friend said, my client said, nothing's working everything fizzles out and fails. It's like we now have to attune all these signs and symptoms, these, these road marks, these landmarks, we attune them to the new consciousness. We're attuning to wholeness now. Okay, so here's these navigation tools. Number one, does this contribute to my personal health and wholeness? Come back to yourself, attune to your wholeness and look at the next steps on your path. Is it about your wholeness? Is it you being fully who you're called to be? Is it you being whole in every way now? The second one is, does it contribute to a culture 
of wholeness, a culture of health? Are we attuning to this new ethos that says, oh, my neighbors, treat my neighbors as myself? Not the competition of, I got to take care of myself. I'm here on the road path. I'm, I'm way ahead of the competition. I'm going to make it. No, 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 no. Back up. Ask yourself, is this next step, is this path to the future aligned with the health and wholeness of my neighborhood, of my community, of my culture, my family around me? It has to align with that now or it's going to fizzle. It's going to fail. It's going to fizzle. I promise you. And three, does it contribute to planetary health and wholeness? Does it align with what is the best thing for the entire planet? Is it, What's the best thing for the climate? What's the best thing for the beautiful trees out my window and the Platte River that runs through my state here? Does it align with the health and the well-being of the planet as a whole? Okay, so there's three of the navigation tools. Is it good for me and my wholeness? Is it good for my culture, my community, my family, my neighborhood, and that wholeness? Is it good for the planet? So then the fourth navigation tool that's really simple is, does this serve the good of the whole? And simply put, that's the only navigation tool that you need in these times at all is, is this serving the good of the whole? Does this contribute to the good of the whole? Am I living for the good of the whole? Now, just like that windmill that I saw that became this landmark, it helped me reorient myself and get back on the path and from there, I made it home safely. I knew where I was. I knew what to watch for. I knew how to get where I was going. Just like that landmark, our intuition and our signs and everything that we're seeing in all the ways of intuition, you know, a, a lot of our intuition, some of it's um, some of it's visionary, some of it's voices, some of it's a gut feeling, a hunch. Some of it comes toward us in people and, and conversations and, and music and a magazine cover. There's a lot of ways that our intuition is coming. Take that sign and then align that with that landmark of is this serving the good of the whole? Is it lining up? that's where you're going to get the highest good for yourself. And I promise you, sometimes it's, e it's easy to go, what's the highest good for me? But if we, if we neglect to look at what is the highest good for my family, my community, my culture, and the planet, if we forget those steps, it's easy to get back into a very, the separation of consciousness, of understanding that, you know, really seeing ourselves as individuals that aren't connected. It's easy to get lost in the disconnected place and only look at ourselves and what's good for me, what I believe, what I perceive to be good in this moment. So 
by aligning with this higher good, the good of the whole, I am reminded to be in this multidimensional reality. I am reminded of a unitive consciousness that is the healing prescription for what's happening on the planet. I'm reminded of my role, my place in it. I'm reminded of how to get from point A to point B by being fully supported by the universe because all things are connected. So again, taking those landmarks, trusting the impulse of creation, trusting that this higher wisdom is here to help me with every step. It's like jumping out that window and landing on our feet. If I'm worried about my personal safety in that moment, I wouldn't have trusted. I wouldn't have just jumped. I would have went, oh my gosh, okay, I got to sit down. I got to crawl out. I got to, who's going to catch me? What am I going to do? I, I probably wouldn't have made it out that window for whatever reason. I jumped head first out that window. So our new way of being is aligning ourselves with the navigation tool of serving the good of the whole. Okay, I think I've said that enough now, and I'm going to go into some of these questions that you've sent in and try to answer a few of these. And it, it, I picked out some of these questions that fit this theme today. So let's see. How does a shift in consciousness make real change in the world? It seems like we just see more and more of what's not working. Oh, ooh, I like this question. Okay. We're seeing a lot of what's not working. Yes, we are. Look around. We're seeing a lot of what's not working. And what's not working is really breaking down all around us to make room for this new way of being. It's making room for systems and structures that really support us in this new consciousness of unitive, interconnected, interdependent truth of who we really are as a species. We're not disconnected from that guiding impulse that we're talking about today. We're not disconnected from each other. So as we're looking at the real change in the world, how does a shift in consciousness make real change? And it seems like we're just seeing more and more of what's not working. What's not working is following that consciousness of separation. It's following the old model of competition, comparing and contrasting, um, looking out for ourselves, being the first, being the best, being whatever that is. So all these systems and structures that are built in this patriarchal model that used to serve us don't work anymore. So if you're noticing that something's not working, ask yourself, how is this in a model, in this old patriarchal model? How is this in the old consciousness? Where am I, where can I see separation in this? And where do I see wholeness? Where do I see myself in relationship with others and the designing intelligence of the universe? And shift that consciousness and I promise things will begin working again. Okay, another question. Let's see. Um, how do we co-create revolutionary change when the powers at the top 
are stuck in the old paradigm of separation and control. Ooh, good one. Okay. I kind of answered this with that, with that first question, but literally the powers that are stuck in the old paradigm, you're noticing that things aren't working for them either, right? And what also we're noticing is that in this new consciousness, the light will shine on everything that isn't in integrity. We're seeing the corruption rising to the top. We're seeing everything from from ooh just the ugly of uglies to the, the me too movement to what's happening in politics and government we're seeing that those that are stuck the powers that be that are stuck in that old paradigm are in that place of separation and control and things aren't working for them either so when we can place our attention back into these new navigation tools, back into the aligning with the designing intelligence, we can come into this place of trusting that the impulse of creation is doing this evolving on the planet. We're not in charge here. We're not evolving the planet. We're not evolving consciousness. We're not evolving the systems and structures. This intelligence, this universal intelligence, this impulse of creation is within everything, you and me, within all the systems and structures that are breaking down, within the beautiful stream that is in your backyard, the trees, the, uh, it, that intelligence is within everything, evolving everything. So, if we try to align with our rational mind and our head that says the best way to get from here to there is a straight line between A and B, we're kind of circumventing that higher guidance that may be saying leap now and allow the, allow the ground to meet you because we're not in charge of this evolution, like I said, and the wisdom will come through when we're aligning with that navigate those navigation tools, the wisdom appears, the next best steps appear, the beauty and the freedom and the wisdom and the creativity, all of that appears and meets us here. And trust me when I say there are amazing individuals and organizations and groups and initiatives on every continent in every country doing amazing work to bring us these new systems and structures. All we have to do is tune in to that navigation and trust. Okay. Well, this is fun. Other questions. Well, let's see. What does it mean when you talk about inherent wholeness and our inherent wisdom? Good questions. Okay, so as we've been talking about aligning with this wholeness, like I talked about, is that we are literally, we are born into this world, into this life as whole beings. 
within a greater whole. We are like cells within the human body, born perfect, encoded with everything that we need to do our job, encoded with um, the wisdom of the future self that knows where we're going, and given all the tools, the life support that we need to get there. We are whole beings and our inherent wholeness is that original blueprint. It's like the truth of that template that we were born into. So our inherent wholeness is the wisdom of the universe birthing us into this life to contribute to this greater whole. So that's what we mean by the inherent wholeness and learn to trust that. Maybe we could talk about that on another show again. I think it's an important thing to really bring into this conversation, to really trust it. When we learn to do that, we begin trusting the timing of our life. We learn to be more patient and we learn how to trust that all of these events are unfolding as the universe is conspiring to bring us everything that we need all the right timing and that literally trusting in that inherent wholeness we begin to to watch as we tune into that that the universe removes the roadblocks the universe removes the things we no longer need sometimes we want to hang on to that and say no i need that but really it sometimes we're just tuning into holding on to things that our rational mind believes we need but we really don't so Understanding our inherent wholeness really gives us that faith, that trust that I was talking about, that really everything is happening for you, through you, and that those things that might not work anymore, the things that are fizzling, they're fading, they're not working, those can lead us down a wrong path that everything else is really leading us to our future self, the truth of who we are. So um, good, good question. Okay, let me see. I can take a few more here. Um, ooh, there's a question about our future self. Let's just take a moment and imagine your future self. Some people can do this very easily and other persons Say, I have no imagination. I can't imagine that. I don't know what my true future self is. Just breathe into that. And if you could see your future self, hold that. And if not, imagine like an acorn that's a future oak tree and see yourself in your current state with all the potential, the creative potential inside of you. You know, think about that acorn. It's a seed for an oak tree. It has everything it needs to become this great, big, magnificent, amazing oak tree. But in the state of an acorn, we don't, we don't see that tree. And the acorn probably doesn't say, oh, I'm an oak tree, not an acorn. It just is what it is. So that's one way to help imagine your future self, unless you can literally see yourself 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, you know where you're going to be. So, are you prepared to let go of what is? This is another one of those navigation tools is literally we have to wholly step out of where we're at. Letting go 
of sometimes we're clinging to what is, letting go of what is to really step into that unknowing future of conscious change. Sometimes our conscious change isn't that we're moving from A to B and we know what B looks like. Sometimes it's just saying, conscious change is saying, I step out of the unknown future and trust. I should say step into the unknown future. I step out of the knowing present moment. I step out of everything that I think I have to have in this moment and I step forward in the unknowing future. I step through that threshold. What that really means is jumping out that window in the fire, like just jumping out, knowing no matter what happens, I could stay inside and burn or I could jump out and perhaps be injured, perhaps break a bone. But the choice is to trust and to just take that step, move forward. So there's a lot. Wow. This was really fun. Learning to align to that designing intelligence, learning to understand that everything is different now. The old way of navigating through life is not going to work the same way it always did. We are living in a new multidimensional understanding of our universe. We're multidimensional beings and we are whole connected to the cosmos. I didn't even say that as one of the navigating tools. I just encourage you to, to really align to your personal wholeness and the community, the culture around you and the planet. And then there's the whole cosmic plan. So that's the reality of where we're at and where we're moving toward. If you want to hang on to where you're at, go ahead. You have to work harder <laughs> to maintain. You have to work harder at what's there. You have to, you have to really put up with a lot of fail and fizzle and frustration of, of, of what's presenting because nothing will be the same. I promise you that. So, um, yeah, detach from that need that everything's have to work in a certain way. Okay. Let go, let go of your need to have things work the way that you think they have to work. The universe is really perfect. This guidance, this living for the good of the whole is perfect guidance and there are no failures in this. I promise you, give yourself the gift of letting go of the way things used to be. Let go of your worries and develop that innate wholeness by trusting it and trusting that everything is happening perfectly, perfectly for exactly what you need in this moment. So I am really happy to be sitting with you today, having this conversation and really trusting that those three messages on my computer first thing this morning 
were guiding me and and bringing me a message that I was supposed to share. So thank you for listening. I want to share <clears throat> I want to share a quote with you from Steve Jobs as we close the show today. Steve Jobs said, "You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards." So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. This approach has never let me down and it has made all the difference in my life. You have been listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. I'm Julie Kroll. Thanks for listening in to get today. And remember, together we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. <laughs>